question you get asked every single week, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> How's he doing? Yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's re- you know, he came no, he's trying. No, he's training well. Yeah, he's training well. Um, just getting more and more, you know, time on the on the training pitch is bound to help. Um, yeah, so no, he's going well. Um, and you know, we know Beto started against Arsenal. Could you ever see those two teaming up at all? Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, I'd, I've always liked to play with two, uh, two strikers when possible, but it's got to suit the rest of the team as well. You know, you've got the players who can uh, work, particularly the midfield, working two, because, you know, modern football, most people play with a three in there, so you've got two who need to handle three um, or a version of that. But I do like two strikers when I can. Um, so we know you had talks with uh, 777 partners. Can you, can you tell us that? Was it a wide-ranging discussion? Yeah, very casual um, at this stage. You know, they made it clear to, uh, to us... Uh, we're in the meeting that the deal's got a long way to go to get, you know, to its finality. Um, you know, most of it was very casual, to be honest, just a feel of what I've learned in my time here. And, and others were involved in the chat as well, of course, but on the football side of things, you know, feel of, of what I've learned here, the challenges, the challenges ahead and stuff like that. But, but a very casual meeting. What did you kind of take away from, from them? Well, at this early stage, they were, they were very honest and just, you know, promoted the thought that, it, it you know, it's still not done. It's going to take time to get the deal done in the sense of all the fit and proper tests and all that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, but just uh, I think they were more getting a feel of what our thoughts were and my thoughts were, you know, since coming into the club rather than giving us any uh, directives on what they're planning. Um, it was more absorbing, I think, some of the feel of the club and, and getting a feel of it. And were you able to kind of communicate the issues that you feel need addressing um, yeah, I think so. It was, a, it was a broad brush sort of thing. It wasn't, you know, uh, the minutiae of it. It was some of the, the feel of it, the, the past visit uh, meets the present and the future um, and how to bring it all together going forwards and the challenges that we had and the market and the finances and all the things that have been going on since I've been here. Um, a lot's going on in, in such a short space. Uh, but they're aware of some of that, don't forget. They do their homework. They understand what they the, uh, not not all of it, but they understand the feeling around the club and the, some of the challenges it's faced and faces. So, yeah, it was, a, it was more of a very, I must make it clear, very casual meeting, um, nothing heavy, just just literally like a chat over a cup of coffee. Um, yeah, so it sounds like there's still a little bit to go, and we know the regulatory stuff. Yeah, more the regulatory stuff. I think their intent is to be here, but the regular uh, regulatory stuff, as you rightly said, you know, that's the, the bit when they're saying, well, look, there's still a way to go on that side of things. Um, how important do you feel it is that this takeover can be done as quick as possible? We know, we know. Well, it's not really of my uh, concern because I can't affect it anyway. Um, but the, the idea is I'm, I'm sure that by putting the wheels in motion and I think all the parties have been out there, you know, uh, via the media. So I think they're all intent on uh, getting things to be done. Uh, but like I say, all the regulatory, you know, issues and all the regulatory challenges to get things done. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know the details of that, but I'm sure it does take a bit of time. Uh, last one on this. Um, can you understand where the fans might be feeling on this? You know, this uncertainty it doesn't really, it's not conducive to, you know, positive feeling all around. Um, well, I, I think it'd probably be a mixed feeling because I think there'll, there'll be fans who were questioning the last regime heavily, obviously last season and, and you know, I mean, they didn't want them at the, the, the games and stuff. Then there's a new idea possibly coming in. So I think there's a mixed bag. I think fans will be looking at it, you know, with which way is it going to swing? Which way is it going to turn? Are they going to get the deal done and take it on? And, and you know, the, the noise that would come, that would create hopefully very positive noise, you know, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, so at this stage, it creates a hullabaloo over kind of nothing at times. You know, at the end of the day, it's a business transaction. But as we know in football, there'll be these business and trans- transactions going to the public domain very quickly. Finally, from me, um, you saw Jack Harrison back in training. Is he 
Not not start. No, he's uh, he's just back on the grass. Um, he's had quite a long term situation. He's going very well, I must say. He's very clear minded, um, and his fitness looks good. Um, but no, he's not ready to go yet. Sean, thank you. Sean, can I ask? In the talks with Seven Seven Seven, were you on the agenda and, and your position and, and uh, a backing for you? Any idea? Of no, nothing about that. Way more casual than that. Um, more, like I say, more absorbing my thoughts. You know, I've been here. Um, long enough, if you like, to see some of the, the, the challenges that were that I think we all thought were there and, that, and then I've learned they are um, and how we've worked amongst them challenges, how we've worked to, first of all, you know, finish last season in the way we did, get that part of it done and then what we're trying to build from, from now on. Um, so really absorbing the information we were giving out, you know, and, and some of the feel of what's going on and some of the facts as well of what's going on. You said about Dominic Calvert-Lewin being good, getting there, uh, Jack Harrison, obviously approaching being available for selection McNeil was back as well are you approaching something like a, a selection headache in the yeah well I think it certainly helped uh, from the depth of the squad and the competitive element of the squad you know with, with all due respect to the young players who have been involved heavily in pre-season because of injuries and uh, players leaving the club etc and the market and all the other stories you know they're, they're, they're learning you know they're maturing and some of these players are, are in advance of that of course with you know Jack and uh, Dwight, when he's fit, properly fit, I mean, and Dom, you know, they are an advance to some of the younger players. So, of course, it'll help to have that, that depth, if you like, um, both at the start of 11 and coming from the bench, you know, because that gives you a lot stronger hand to play um, when needed. How much of a difference does it make when you can pick your weapons as well, depending on the opponent, when everyone's fit? Yeah, I mean, that would be certainly probably the first time since I've been here. You know, I said last, I think it was last week or the week before, you know, not necessarily a deeper squad because it's not. Um, but I think it is more balanced. I think there's a challenge in the positions and in the areas of the pitch. We were hoping to get further challenged by bringing other players in, but that couldn't be done, of course, because of many reasons. Um, but I still think there's a balance to the squad when they're all fit, of course. So now it's getting that final piece of the fitness right. Um, Dwight's only just back fit, really. Probably went in a little bit quick, he were, you know, if I'm being honest, and asked a lot of him in the last performance, but he'll get true fitness coming quickly. Jack's similar, so we've just got to delay him a little bit. You know, he's been out for a few months, but he's, he's looking fit, he's looking sharp. Dom's story speaks for itself, you know, but he's getting sharper, more training time, you know, all these things help. And as you suggest, the more depth you can have, the better you're going to be, especially off the bench when you can affect games. Obviously, you've not got the points that you want so far, the results that you want, but in terms of the performance, how pleased have you been with what you've seen from your team with regards to what you want to work towards and what do they need to add going into Brentford? Yeah, I mean, the two obvious ones, Villa were miles off and, and second half particularly against Arsenal, we lost our way, we defend well, but the other side of the game never got to grips with it at all. Never dealt with the ball, never played our part in the game, if you like, with possession. Um, the other games, I think, have been good performances. I think that, you know, we're, the margin are tight. I always say that the details are so, so important, uh, both ends of the pitch, the boxes, really. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of good in it, but the facts are the facts. The lead tower doesn't lie. You know, I, I can't change my tune, just, you know, when you're going well against when you're not. But the, the underlying story is better than the league table represents. But at the end of the day, we've got to change that. You know, we're the only ones who can change it, myself, the staff, the players. So, you know, I can assure you there's no, I'm under no illusion we have to change that part of it. And, and sometimes by hook or crook, uh, crook sorry, you want, to, you want to play well, ideally. If you don't and you win, then at this stage you take it. You spoke to Idrissa Gay earlier. He said in his experience, he thinks that the team, everyone around the club needs to remember that you're doing this for enjoyment. You know, football should be fun fundamentally, even in the, the situation you're in. Do you see his point? Do you think there should be I think it's professional fun. I think we certainly try and create an environment in the camp, but it's hard. You know, the noise out there has not been positive around Everton Football Club for a long time now. So a lot of these players are 
you know, kind of, they're used to it in a bad way. You know, don't want to be used to bad news, of course, but eventually they have to get used to that that kind of noise. But like I say, we, we've got to change that side of it. In camp, we can change that on a daily basis. We want the feel-good factor. We want the players, like I say, the professional enjoyment, bearing in mind, you know, because, you know, everyone wants to just play football and everyone wants a five-a-side every day. We know that's not the reality of modern football. You know, you've got to be dedicated. You've got to look after yourself. You, yourself, that is, away from the club. And then when you come in, you've got to work hard. But that, that is part of the enjoyment of being a professional, a true professional. So, yeah, I think he's right. I think you've still got to play with a smile. You've got to find that that kind of uh, feeling that it is to perform. And and I think we, we've shown that this season. We lost it against Arsenal. There's no two ways about it. Too many didn't want to take the responsibility with the ball. Without the ball is one thing, but with the ball, that's a different thing. And that does come from that feel-good factor of a team, you know, playing together um, and, and reacting to what goes on, the challenges and anticipating the game. And I think... That enjoyment can come from that, you know, when you're really playing well and the, the team's playing well, there is that cohesion and that feel-good factor that comes from that. But you have to earn it. You have to work for it. And we've spoken with the players about that in the week. Thanks, John. Thanks, Ian. And also, Julia. Hey, John. Hey. Um, the Arsenal performance, I know you, you watch games back. Have you watched it back as a group? And the senior figures in the team, do they have open discussions about performances? Yeah, we tend to watch not... Uh, not watch, sorry, whole games. Um, we take bits from games that we think are important factors. We got, it might be moments of change, obviously goals and uh, chances, great chances against. Um, mainly from that game was the, the, the lack of people willing to take the ball and, to, and deal with the ball side of things. You know, we, we set the team up to play both ways. And of course, some teams you have to defend more against just by the, the nature of their qualities, which Arsenal certainly fit into that category. And then when you get the ball, how are you dealing with it? And we just lost our framework to play from. And, and But that comes from the, uh, it's a different kind of strength. You know, I'm not talking about strength as in physical strength and uh, the fight, if you like, but the strength to take the ball under pressure, the strength to deal with the ball, the, you know, the, the fluidity of a side. Uh, and they're the things that are key, I think, with, with possession. No matter who you play, you know, you've got to be brave with the ball. It is more difficult. I think, don't forget, I think Arsenal are a very good side. And I think they showed it. I think not just with the ball. They showed it with their pressing. They showed the players some of that, you know, talk to the players about some of the top sides. It's not just about keeping the ball now in quality. They're pressing, they work, their shape is good. You know, the details, the habits, they're all good. So we were talking about that side of it as well. You know, keeping your habits right, but also playing, you know, on transition, keeping the ball and being effective with it. Then equally reminding them of some of the performances this season when we have been. We haven't scored as much as we're anywhere near as much as I thought we would with the performances we put in, but the actual performances were there. So now it's gripping it when they go away from you and it clearly got away from us. You mentioned the scoring there, and I know you've been asked about using Dominic and Beto together. Is that something you can tell us about? Have you tried it in training? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still early for that combination to, to find its feet. We, you know, you only get so many training hours, particularly when you plan a Sunday. There's a recovery as well. But we're certainly looking down that line. You know, can they? Will they? How do they connect? Um, sometimes you're waiting for it to naturally see. So we've had segments of sessions when we've, we've had a look at that. Sometimes you're putting it out there and actually coaching it to work. So it's kind of that mixture at the moment when we're finding our feet and they are as well. Beto's new to it, don't forget. He's new to the Premier League. He's new to the group. You know, it takes a bit of time to get that cohesion. Um, and equally, if Dom's then coming in, if we were to look at them too, then that cohesion as well. So, you know, these things can sometimes take time. Sometimes they snap in, you know, like hand in glove. Sometimes it happens. Often it needs a bit of time and a bit of work. Since you came to Everton, James Tarkovsky has blocked more shots on target than any other player in the Premier League. It's 41, if you wanted the number. Um, you've known him for quite a long time. How has his game grown and how has he become the player he is now? 
Well, I think the biggest uh, thing, well, one of the obvious things last season, I think I'm right, and so only played every second of every Premier League game. I mean, that's pretty. I think he was the only one in the country, yeah, yeah, which which stands for itself, um, for his his own uh, sort of professional well-being. You know, he's he's matured as a centre half since when I signed him all them years ago. Um, not just on the, off the on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. The way he conducts himself. And he does take it onto the pitch. You know, he's a, he's a very good player. We know that. And he's he's a he's a big fella, literally, physically. But he's got the bravery to block shots. And someone I worked endlessly with, you know, the the group at um, Burnley. Been working with this group, different characters, of course. But that but that idea of you know making blocks, you know, making stopping crosses and getting hit with the ball and making yourself as big as possible. And he, from the stats, clearly does that. Uh, we've seen pictures for a couple of weeks now of Seamus Coleman on the grass. Is he back in training? And also, is he playing his captain's role even though he can't play still? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's great around the the the, the place, and uh, he's not. He's first of all, sorry, he's not. He's not with us yet training. Um, he is out on the grass though, so he's making progress. But he's not yet with us um, with our group. Uh, but yeah, he's always around. You know, chatting with him, chatting with the group. You know, fantastic professional that he is. So yeah, he's always around and about, and his opinions always welcome.